The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of Medjinomics. A friend of Medjugorje is joining us from Tucson, Arizona, and uh, for those of you that have been following that on Medjugorje.com, he's just uh, coming to the end of a missionary trip through uh, Northern California, Southern California, and now into Tucson before heading back uh, to Alabama. And so we take our, our role as missionaries of Our Lady very seriously, and Our Lady had called us to be missionaries of her messages, missionaries of her words. And so, in that spirit, a friend of Medjugorje has been traveling throughout the United States, giving uh, insight and encounters, Medjugorje encounters with people uh, throughout the United States. So, it's interesting uh, that some of the places that he's been visiting, particularly California, was once a bastion of Christianity. And it actually was uh, many, started by many missionaries who uh, was responsible for most of the towns that exist uh, in the state of California, which today has been under attack in a particular way. So, with a special spirit, special missionary spirit of Our Lady, he's uh, been making these trips to help bring her words and the direction that she's trying to give us for these days uh, to those places that are in most need of it. So, joining us from Tucson, Arizona, 
is your host of Medjinomics, a friend of Medjugorje. It is beautiful to be meeting people who really want to do something and know that they have no path except our ladies. And one major thing we do when we go out is we connect people. I call it the Poland Factor. When Pope John Paul came to Poland after being elected the Pope, five million people showed up. And people suddenly from one side of Poland to the other were standing next to each other, shoulder to shoulder. They started voicing their complaints about communism and realized other people thought the way they did. And so it is just people in the same county that don't have anybody they've connected to, some in very liberal areas, some where the church is very, very sick, where things are so misunderstood and lack of understanding what the church's teachers are that they fully embrace what Obama's done. I think he's good. They pronounce that for that. And they see some things that would be shocking right in the church. And so to have these people that are few and far between connect in one body of an audience, they're actually almost shell-shocked. Some are stunned about some of the things as we peel back the messages and open them up in a new way to show them, and they have hope. And one mission is to activate people to go out and confront the evils of the culture, not just to sit there and pray about it, but really profoundly do something about it. And so one thing we do is we have people stand up and say where they're from. And there were two people here in a group praying last night in Tucson, and they find out that there's 12 other people in the group in the same area, same county. So immediately they have these people to join in their prayer group. And that turns into something. And it's not just prayer. Yvonne says it's for prayer and to confront the evils in the society. So we're to take action. Thank you for having responded to my call. Mean something more than, okay, here's the message. I read it. I go on. I, I think about it. We've got to physically take action now. We have to physically be ready to put our money where our mouth is to fund what do we do. We have to physically be ready to meet whatever develops in however way that may come. I already broke down communism, 1991, June 25th, 10 years after the apparition began. They declared independence. And this is independence time. This is declaration time. We will make a declaration of independence that we will no longer follow the path this nation's on and its sin and its disaster of where it's headed to crash. There needs to be a declaration made by everybody, county by county across this whole land, and we can do it. They fired the first shot. Of course, it's our, close, our first meeting, which is a closed meeting for only those who have read it. <clears throat> Some people didn't make it. We've seen people outside in the lobbies. We're finishing the book and trying to read it because their spouse went in and they didn't. And that's good. It's forcing them to read it. But we don't let people in that don't have that. The next night is an open night. Both nights are really having a profound effect on people because they see things and are made to be open to things that they didn't see before because they didn't have the illumination to see it. So they weren't necessarily open to it. I've always to save this country. And so it is. We're in serious times. We're in dire times. I guess the 
the way to start the program today is to just let Joan read her story. I don't know the, the storyline today. We'll let that dictate the rest of the program. Joan? This comes from the, the website Money Morning, and the is entitled, Two-Thirds of America to Lose Everything Because of This Crisis. A record-breaking stock market is distorting a frightening reality. The U.S. is being eaten alive by a horrific cancer that will ultimately destroy the economy and impoverish the vast majority of its citizens. That's according to Peter Schiff, the best-selling author and CEO of Euro-Pacific Capital, who delivered his harsh warning to investors in a recent interview on Fox Business. I think we are heading for a worse economic crisis than we had in 2007, Schiff said. You're going to have a collapse in the dollar, a huge spike in interest rates, and our whole economy, which is built on the foundation of cheap money, is going to topple when you pull the rug out from under it. Schiff says that despite phony signs of an economic recovery, the cancer destroying America stems from a lethal concoction of our $16, or $16 trillion federal debt and the Fed's never-ending money printing. Currently, Bernanke and company is buying $1 trillion of Treasury and mortgage bonds a year. That's about $85 billion per month against a budget deficit that is about the same level. According to Schiff, these numbers are unsustainable, and the Fed has no credible exit strategy. Eventually, interest rates will rise, and when they do, Schiff says, stocks will tank and bonds dip to nothing. Massive new tax hikes will be imposed, and programs and entitlements will be cut to the bone. The crisis is imminent, Schiff says. I don't think Obama is going to finish his second term without the bottom dropping out. And stock market investors are oblivious to the problems. We're broke, Schiff added. We owe trillions. Look at our budget deficit. Look at the debt-to-GDP ratio, the unfunded liabilities. If we were in the Eurozone, they would kick us out. Schiff points out that the market gains experienced recently with the Dow first topping 14,000 on its way to setting record highs are giving investors a false sense of security. It's not that the stock market is gaining value. It's that our money is losing value. And so if you have a debased currency, a devalued currency, the price of everything goes up. Stocks are no exception, he said. The Fed knows that the U.S. economy is not recovering, he noted. It simply is being kept from collapse by artificially low interest rates and quantitative easing. As that support goes, the economy will implode. A, noto- a noted economist, Schiff has been a fierce critic of the Fed and its policies for years, and his warnings have proven to be prophetic. In August 2006, when the Dow was hitting new highs nearly every day, Schiff said in an interview, The United States is like the Titanic, and I'm here with a lifeboat trying to get people to leave the ship. I see a real financial crisis coming for the United States. Just over a year later, the meltdown that became the Great Recession began, just as Schiff predicted. That's the end. The disaster that he spoke of, that this one that's coming and looming over us, is going to be deeper than 2007. We had no disaster then. Yeah, people lost half their retirement. 
but we're still eating. We still have a good economy. We still have things going. I say good economy. It, it amazes me how many people are how bad things are, or how terrible it is, and how many people are out of work. They don't. We have no concept of what's coming. In Arizona, of course, it's hot, and we're looking around, and we're all discussing in the cars. We was riding around yesterday to get here. That how how can you survive here without electricity? It just collapse. It, 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 it's so hot. There's no water. There's some places that's not going to be even habitable. It's not, you can't habitate it without the technologies that we developed to do so. Oh, you can. They did it in the 1600s over here, yes. But you're talking about a much, much harsher way of living. Life is not going to continue as we've known it. It is an impossibility. And if you knew that, and if you were living that after the fact, you would be making decisions and living in a different way, taking your investments or your monies or your retirement, doing something with it that you could be in a position that you could be halfway stable. To see that, yes, we have to go to conversion. He's talking about the lifeboat, that we have no lifeboat. Our Lady is our lifeboat. That's why she's coming. She's coming because man has never gotten so far away from the agrarian life, never gotten so far away from his getting his food from his ground to his mouth. He's never gotten so far away from dependence on his labors and his efforts to take care of his needs. We become a doctor, and we take care of everything that's going to be provided for us by just having the money we make from that to go pay for all of the needs to be met. People have never had that dependence on so many other people and a system that's so integrated to deliver it. We've never been this advanced. We've never been this far from the soil. We've never had a system that is taking care of us in every way and every whim that we can get anything, go anywhere, and do whatever we need to do or want to do. And most people are in that boat. I don't care if you're poor. Our poor people are better off than the kings living centuries ago and what was provided for them. They couldn't go up and turn on a hot water faucet and have instant hot water. They can't even turn on a faucet and get water like that. Yeah, you may could in Versailles in the 1700s with the kings of France, and, and but they took an enormous amount of labor and people. We don't really realize what we've got, and God must be <clears throat> itching at the ears and hearing the way we complain and talk about things are so bad, so bad. We don't even comprehend, and we don't have the capability because no one is thinking about what it will be like. Enter into the future by reflecting on the future. He says, when you do that, the most things that you take for granted, the most unseen things that you never even think about and you can look at today and you use throughout your day will be those things that you're going to miss the most. Turn it on water. Turn it on down. you got instant heat for your stove or your oven. Things that you could never imagine. The federal, this guy said, the federal has no credible exit. The feds have no credible exit plan. I say the feds have no credibility at all. I don't pay attention to anything these people do. They're printing money, $85 billion a month, producing a trillion dollars every year of new, new, new money. I think that was a stat. I could be off a little bit of that, but in essence, in truth, it's there. And he made a really valid point that the stock markets and everybody's raving, stock markets is up, they're going above, they're above 15,000. What does that mean? It means exactly what this guy just said. 
they're not going in value. It's inflation. And what they're buying yesterday costs more today. There's no real value. There's no substance behind it. It's all air. And it's like we've talked about before. The balloon is only getting bigger. Because we sin and we insist and we manipulate and we suppress and we sell paper and we make press, the things of value go down, the things that really has value, silver and gold, those things are suppressed. So when everything that's not of value is so far invaded and that disappears, what's on the bottom is going to go through the roof and it's going to get big. So this balloon and what we're into is going to pop, and it's going to be no longer a balloon. It's going to be a hot air balloon that's so big, and it's so integrated and connected everywhere across the whole world that nobody will be untouched. Nobody. Now, now jumping in here at this, at this point, this may be a premature question to ask, but where, where you're speaking right now, Arizona, a place like that, what, what would happen in a, in a situation where... Uh, when when there is a, a worldwide economic or even a national economic collapse, I mean, I mean what what are going to what's people's option going to be uh, in a place where you can't get water? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna die? Do you have to vacate? I mean, what is what is the uh, the strategized exit, so to speak, for people who who need to know that they need to do something in a place like, for example, where you are right now? Well, we spoke about this last night in so many ways that you have to start reflecting and thinking. Have your physical plan now, thinking about it. And don't think you're going to do anything if you don't have a spiritual life. You're not going through prayer, fasting, peace, and penance. We talked about the Navy SEALs, that they, they don't think about what to do in the battle. They don't say, okay, let's sit down and have a strategy. They don't do that. Their practice is practice for every situation possible that could come up, and they know what to do just like riding a bicycle. When you learn it, you don't have to learn it every time you get on it. You know second nature what to do, and you know anything about how to ride the bicycle. You already know what to do. The Navy SEALs will go into battle, and they practice for so many things and so many different various scenarios that they shift right into meet the needs at that time of what is necessary to be met. So if we're practicing like the Navy SEALs day in and day out by prayer, practice prayer, practice fasting, practice penance, practice peace, because peace, you need to be in peace in situations of adversity. This is all practice. Our lady's trying to get us to practice to be the Navy SEALs, and you let what the Navy SEALs say, that when they're in battle, they let the situation develop. So you're being ready is to be in practice, to be in reflection on the thought, to have your system set up. They've got their weapons when they go into battle. Have everything in place. And as the situation develops, you react to the situation and instead of being killed by the situation. Because their op- option is to kill the circumstances, those enemies against them. And at the same time, and that could be not having water, I'm talking about just somebody, an uh, enemy of, of, of a human being or another man, but whatever those things they, they are met with, they're, they're already able to meet with it. He's not coming here for 32 years without some very grave things to do. So if something happens, you've got to be able you can't anticipate everything, but what you can do is be in be practice of prayer, fasting, penance, and peace. And you can meet all those situations, even if you have to move away from where you are after reflecting and thinking, 
and join with others, be ready with others to do what you need to do. This guy, who's ever listening to this, go back on your this show and listen to what Joan just read. Listen to this guy. Of course, we've been saying it for 25 years. I was living before 25 years ago. I saw it coming. There's no way we can sustain this. And it's mainly because I saw the moral flume or downhill scope that we were going, the main downhill path we were on, that we, couldn't, we could not be in sustain what we're doing. Because if we're bankrupt morality, you're going to be bankrupt physically, economically, your way of life, your family life, your nation. You can't have not one morality fall without the fall of everything else. It's based on that. When man flourishes, he's connected to God, Christian principles. When he's not, he fails. And so we're there. And this guy said Obama's reign will collapse. Well, he'll see a collapse. He wants that. Do you understand that? You have to realize this guy wants this. Why? Because through a crisis, he can take over. Through a crisis, he can do everything he wants to do. This guy's relishing this. How do I know that? Because I know my enemy. And if you don't understand these things, if you don't know your enemy, you'll not know what he's doing. He didn't buy 2,700 personal armored carriers to put on the streets of America and its towns and cities without a purpose and reason to realize, hey, there's some forecast coming. You think the CIA is so stupid they can't think that there's going to be economic collapse? What's going to happen to collapse? If Tucson don't have water and they can't survive, what do you think Manhattan's going to do? Who has plenty of water? Well, 12 million people there. Let's, let's go through the scenario. Things collapse. And by disaster, where's the government? Whatever's okay. I've got my food stored up for two years. Something a lot of people do. A lot of places I go, people have that. But they didn't build a system to sustain themselves. They just got something that in two years they could eat and they go away. Okay, so you're in Manhattan. You've got this. A very concentrated area of population. A lot of people didn't store up the food. They'll go hungry a day. Day two, they'll be thinking, what am I going to do? Day three, they'll start robbing you. They'll still want food because they won't go hungry for three days. And a lot of people don't have the principles you might have. They may be even Christian, but they don't have the fiber to hold up to the principles. So what do they, what do, they do on day four? What do they do on day five? It's proven within 15 days, people who are good will turn into savages. So food's gone. Food's depleted. What are they going to go for food? There's only one source. A concentrated area like that. You start hunting people. Cannibalism. You say, no, that's not going to happen. You think not. You think some of the savages, where they live in some of the ghettos, is what they do now. They won't think twice that they think about their self. They're not going to be feeding on whatever they can feed on. You'll be hunted down. Think about it. For the one who prays is not afraid of the future. The one who fasts is not afraid of evil. You think I'll be saying this? who doesn't exaggerate, who doesn't have the trace of a truth or exaggeration in what she says, who's not weak in what she wants us to understand, who has to say these things to say, peel back my messages to secrets. This woman is covered with secrets. She's covered with truth. And she's come to tell us something. My dear children, you can't comprehend my messages. You must have prayed to see into them, not read into them what's not there. You have to read into them what's the reality of them. And it's pretty strong reality for 
the heavenly mothers come from heaven and say, pray so that you won't be in fear of the future. Fast so you'll be afraid from evil. There's a lot of ladies telling us. So this man just telling us that what John read, I didn't catch his name, much worse disasters in 2007. That 2007 was a piece of cake. And I'm running around, and everywhere you go, and you hear people, yeah, things are bad, the economy's bad. We don't even define what bad is. People would love to live on the level we're living now. They would think, wow, we've got it made. So what must God hear when he sees and looks down and says, these people are so ungrateful. They're eating. They still have shelter over the head. But people feel it, just like the ants feel an earthquake or the rabbit. They know it's coming. The dog can understand it. He knows the tremors are there, things that we can't hear on frequencies that we can't understand. And that's what our eyes come for, to put us on a frequency that we're sensitive to realize in our whole being something is wrong. And you can go find an atheist or a non-believer on the streets, and they'll tell you, yeah, things, something, something's not right. Everybody feels it. Because it's an inner, inner sense. We may not know, we may not understand it, but we all know we're in trouble. And those who follow Our Lady, those children who are really doing what she's asked us to do, those who want to do what she wants, what do you think they feel? Well, if you're praying, you're going to feel everything I talk to you about it. You may not surface the way I just expressed it, but the people we're talking to across California, across Arizona, they, they, they come because they know that something's wrong. They come because they realize these things, and then when they hear it, they're shell-shocked. I had a nun night before last in California, two, three nights ago, just walked up. I known her, Sister Caritas. She spent 20 years in Peru. She's been with the most impoverished people there are. She walked up. I didn't recognize her at first because I haven't seen her in several years. She just stood there and looked at me. I was trying to think of if I knew her from Europe, another German woman that looked like her, or, or the nun. And she just said, what, what you just did is, and what you people here are doing is in wonder. It's a wonderment. And she stood there. She was speechless. She's been into the message. She's been there. We're into it every day. And we bring this to people. And they see and they think in a different way. They're stunned. And literally some people I can see in their face just shell-shocked. So these meetings we're having is not a, not a small thing. We've got another one tonight. You know, somebody in Arizona, call and tell them to be there tonight. Because they leave here both with the situation for the world is hopeless and with hope. And that's Our Lady. She's come to show us of the hopelessness of the situation. We will not pay $16 trillion back. The Fed has no credibility. Obama will probably see a collapse in his reign. And if it don't, he'll still be reigning because he's not going to step down from this, this four years, his last term. They're already looking at changing, I think, as the 22nd Amendment so they can run again. And if he can't do it that way, he'll do it anyway. Our Lady is our lifeboat. Frank? Yeah, and we're all called to do what you're doing. We're, we're not all called to go out and give talks, but we're all called to spread the gospel to all creation and to, to give Our Lady's message to everybody. And um, we gave the book to a couple this weekend, a, a young couple uh, that we met, and the um, the wife just held this book with both hands 
and and just thanked us. And I mean, they fired the first shot in 2012. This this most important book, and um, and they knew they they were praying and they were you know had purity of heart enough to know that something very bad was happening. You know, I heard them talking about when these things uh, happen and when the crash happens. And she goes, this is what we've been needing. This is what we've been looking for. And um, we do this all the time to get this message out. And it's it's so important because as good as, as Peter Schiff is, who um, you, John read the article, he's in a normalcy bias to think that there's a possible way for a third of the people to get out. If you have a 10-to-1 leveraged banking system, 10% of the people can't get out or you have no basis. If 10% of the people sell, sell dollars for land or real things, yeah, you have no basis anymore, and you, and you can't create your way out of this. You know, people are going into the stocks because I met with a banker this morning, and he said he, he has, you know, uh, retired people, 200000 in CDs that are getting 0.2% interest. And there's no place else to get returns. So, you know, this is just, it, it doesn't work, and, and, and there'll be no one unscathed. So uh, I was asked by a friend this weekend to, you know, um, give, you know, practical advice on my genomics. What do we do? And I can tell you that uh, Our Lady's message, it ain't going to happen, is for the little guy and her little children. There are a lot of people that could do big things that don't um, really see this yet. And there's a physical reason why not. We can't have um, a bunker hunt today. Uh, we can't have, and those were the ones that are blamed for the run of silver in the 70s. We can't have uh, um, people flooding into this right now or the opportunity is over. The price may look low to those that have already purchased, but this is a grace this is a gift. This is the best thing that can happen to people that own silver, and it's the best thing that can happen right now for us to prepare that are called to feed the hungry. So the best practical advice, and I've read many books, and a good one was Automatic Millionaire, but it's it's very simple, the principle, and that's pay yourself first. And so in the book, maybe the um, couple smoke cigarettes and both, uh, you know, husband and wife smoke cigarettes. They quit doing this, and um, they automatically had this this money ACH'd or directly deposited. You can go to your employer. You can set it up with your bank. And before you pay the electric bill, before you pay the mortgage, before you pay any other bill, pay yourself first, always. You, you know, for an example, work 40 hours for a company, and you work no hours for yourself. Uh, you know, try to take one of those days and... Put that in your column for your future. Uh, you know, get that into the miraculous metal, Medjugorje silver round. That silver happens to be the most undervalued asset on the planet. We've um, been led to this through the messages of Our Lady, and it's uh, it's a place certainly to protect yourself. So, um, you know, and there's other great books that if, if you want to email me, I'd be happy to to lead you to them. But this is probably the best simple advice. This, um, what's occurring, is for you. Take advantage of it, and um, pay yourself first. Do this every every check. This is the most important thing. And skip, 
you know, um, maybe you, you eat out frequently or you get a latte or, you know, the things that we don't think too much of. There's, there's room in most of our budget to, um, to begin to pay ourselves first and, uh, and to continue to put more in that column. And it can just disappear and you don't, you don't go into it. When it gets to a certain amount, you can also talk to us about what's a good amount to send that's very efficient. You know, um, we'll, we'll move that, that paper into, um, into to real silver, and uh, and you have to be taking seriously the message and taking seriously the writings of a friend of Medjugorje because you, you can't be without. Uh, they fired the first shot, and it ain't going to happen. The, these are not optional text, and it's not optional that your family read them. They, they have to, and your friends, they have to. And it's up to us, it's up to your listeners uh, to make sure that these materials get in the hands of those in their community and uh, you know, in the area they live. Well, we go through a period of time that we want to live for the day, and we don't realize if you live for the future, you'll be buying things and doing things and take actions and things that will work for you later. We've talked about it before. You build a deck, that deck works for you for the next 20 years, 30 years. It just sits there, but its use is, is serving you, and, and everything needs to be in this mentality. Whatever you do... Don't look at going on the roller coaster or Six Flags or, or just looking for the immediate peak thrills or the vacation. That's gone. That doesn't work for you. These people spend two, three, four thousand dollars to go in someplace. Maybe they stay with the whole family. That money doesn't work for you. It's just throw it into the wind. And you're not thinking about it even three weeks later. It's an immediate gratification. If you delay gratification, you put it in something, that $4,000, and something into your yard irrigation system or, or, or an acre of land that, that, that you put that aside and you got another 4000 another 4000 another 4000 then you buy five acres, $4,000 an acre someplace. This works for you for the rest of your life. Whatever you do, whatever you spend your money, when you turn right, when you turn left, whichever direction you're going, make sure those are solid steps that's going to be there and that money's going to, money is going to retain something and it's going to put food on the table continually instead of just buying the food and then it's going into the latrine, as Jesus talked about, even saying those kinds of things. So he didn't say that money-wise. He was just talking about how man does and how he thinks. And we, we, we won't... Th- immediate, and that stuff goes away. Be thoughtful about what is this money going to do? What is it going to result in? I'm not talking about jewelry that's going to be there two years from now. I'm talking about something solid that's there, that's tangible, that will work for you. Also, uh, before we go, uh, Frank mentioned the normal, normalcy bias. It's a psychological term. I want to define that so people understand what that means. That means that for many people, what's been normal and what's not normal now, we're going to return to that former normal. And they're biased towards that, and they want that, and they have an expectation for that. That's not going to happen. We may falsely believe it. We may falsely see it. We may even falsely live it on a normal basis. But the circumstances lined up aren't there, and that's why you've got to be like the SEALs. You've got to be prepared for whatever happens as it develops, can you take it from there? Thank your contact information. Yeah, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com, and that also has contact information. Joan or Riaz, anything y'all have to say? 
No, just have a good good talk tonight. Yeah, we're praying for you. Thank we're praying you. for everybody there. And uh, for those of you that have uh, not uh, had a chance to make it to any of these, uh, we ask that you please keep this in prayer, uh, all of these um, these missionary journeys. These eventually will, in effect, trickle back down to you uh, through a neighbor or someone else who uh, has received the message and acts upon that. Uh, it has an effect, a worldwide effect, a world effect in your neighborhood, and it'll affect in the nation, but an effect in the world as well. So uh, keep that in prayer, because eventually it will come back to you. Uh, even if you might live in New York City, a talk in California, you have no idea how this might affect you. So uh, keep uh, a friend of Medjugorje, our Caritas community, and, and all of those who will be attending these, um, these encounters. Uh, please keep all of this in prayer. Okay, and until next time. Know that we pray for you, we think about you, our whole efforts and our life is sacrificed for your well-being. Well, we want you to have a well-being and a future. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.